Welcome back, everyone, to BNT. Special, special guest, Rav Natano. I'm host Ozzy with my co-host Gavi. And uh, for those of you who don't know Rav Natano, Shlita, um, he is what are you, assistant dire- director, NCSY Kolel? Program director. Program director, NCSY Kolel. Basically, like Rosh Hashiva, Leifa Torah, Shana Aleph. Um, a man of many, many many skills. So, thank you for coming on, Vitana. It's a big honor. It's really a zuchus for me. Uh, first of all, let me just say, uh, uh, I'm not the Rosh Yeshiva of uh, Vliva Torah, because uh, I know that Reboaz is going to want to listen to this as, uh, as it is his Talmidim, so Reboaz is the Rosh Yeshiva. If Reboaz wasn't listening to this, then maybe I could be the Rosh Yeshiva, but we know that Reboaz is going to listen. He's the uh, he's the Rosh Yeshiva, uh, as uh, with all the sacrifice that he made for the Yeshiva, uh, that is a title well-deserved. Uh, I serve as uh, as Mashkiach Ruchani, um, and been proud to be part of the Shiva for twenty years, and uh, uh, and it's a real success for me uh, to be together with you guys, uh, to see uh, uh, to see after uh, a year plus that we know each other, uh, to see how far you guys have come and progressed, and uh, and have been a real source for of pride for the Jewish people. Uh, it's great. It's really great for me to be here. Wow, thank awesome. you. Thank you, Rob. All right. So hopefully this will be the first part of a new series yet to be named, but it'll be in the title, so you'll know what it is. Um, basically, we want to do a series on halacha, hashkafa, different different aspects of sports, less related like in the details of the NBA and of all sports, but more just how we can have sports in our life, if we can or not, you'll answer that, but sports in our lives as as Jews. Bring so, the Torah, Torah BNT, huh? Maybe we'll call it. Maybe we'll call the series instead of ball and Torah, Torah and ball. Ah. Bringing the Torah first and then the ball second. Well, we'd like to Tor- welcome uh, a special guest, Rav Citrin. No, he walked out. Uh, it's okay. Uh, Torah should always be first. Torah should always be the uh, the primary uh, the primary factor, uh, primary feature of uh, of our lives. Uh, but uh, let's uh, let's discuss, and we'll see what kind of place. Uh, not that uh, not that I'm the expert. There are many others who are. Uh, who, who, who shoulder the burden of, of Torah and Avodah uh, Hashem uh, that might have uh, more insightful things to say, but uh, we'll, we'll do the best that we can. All right, so that's a great segue into our first question. What is, um, if, if so, if there is a role, what, what's the role of sports in our lives? Like, what's, is there too much, something called too much? How can we watch responsibly playing sports in general just as, as Yidim? How can we, uh, how can we have sports in our lives in a proper way? Wow. What do you think? Ties into Tanya, no? It does. It does. We, are we getting some Tanya? It does tie into Tanya this morning. As you want to, uh, you want to share? I can with try. Rabbi Tanya will correct me if I'm wrong, but we discussed this morning that there, you can definitely utilize uh, something secular things such as sports like basketball, but it has to be done in the right way. Like you can do it for. The way of just to seek pleasure for yourself, and I want to go and I want to crush everyone, and that's that, that's the wrong way of looking at it. You have to look at it in a way to uh, to um, 
view it as like a way to bolster they a way to bolster your abodhisattva. That if you use it as like like a trampoline to jump, use it use it as a boost to get you higher up to Hashem by saying, "Oh, this this I'm going to play basketball for the next hour, and then I'm going to have so much energy that I'm going to go and be able to learn well, learn kiddushin, learn whatever you're about to learn with." Uh, with more koach than I was before, I think that's that's that, that's what I think the Tanya was saying. But you are the Tanya expert, so please. Yeah, I'm the Tanya expert. Uh, okay, Ozzy, uh, you uh, you're, you're student extraordinaire. So uh, so similar to what you said. Uh, let's start from the beginning. Uh, Hashem knows better than anybody else uh, what uh, what a human being is and uh, what our potential greatness is, uh, and also uh, what some of our needs are. And we're not machines, and uh, most of us, for the most part, can't um, uh, can't do uh, just one thing without a break. Uh, we need uh, we need breaks, and we need downtime. Uh, it's part of the way that uh, that we're designed. Uh, I, I heard once uh, a great example of this that if we look at a, a heart machine in a hospital, uh, so the way that the heart machine works is that uh, if somebody's alive. Uh, so the the movement reads on the uh, on the machine as ups and downs. Uh, that uh, in our lives we have sub- ups, we have ups and downs, and there are moments that we're on fire. Uh, we could uh, we could accomplish almost anything, and there are moments that are downs that we need that we need breaks. Uh, that uh, that read uh, that tells us the most basic that, that's the most basic sign that somebody's alive in the first place. Ups and downs. Uh, so we we have times that we're on, and there are times that we need breaks. Uh, so during those breaks, if somebody wants to uh, use that time uh, to play sports, uh, that's, certainly, that's certainly really great uh, to, uh, to, to keep their body healthy, uh, but even to follow sports if that's what, if that's what interests them. Uh, so then that is a, uh, that is a very uh, fine, maybe even recommended uh, use, uh, use of the time. Uh, if, uh, if we're using... Uh, if, yeah, Gavi, you asked when, when the sports become too much. Uh, so if that becomes the major focus of our lives, if uh, by definition we become a sports junkie uh, and sprinkle in a little bit of uh, of Torah along with my uh, along with my sports, so then it's then it's probably it's probably too much. But there is no one answer for everybody. Everybody has to know themselves or consult with whatever mentor or rebbe that they have uh, to to see uh, how they're budgeting their time and whether they're optimizing. The use of their time. Um, for some people, uh, there might be hours. For some people, they might need minutes. Everybody, everybody's different. Uh, but for whatever downtime somebody might need in order to enable them to become really great, if they want to uh, to use that time involved in sports, uh, so I, I would say that that's uh, you know maybe even highly recommended. A great use, uh, great use of time. Yeah, uh, I agree, one hundred percent. But you're, you're talking a lot about optimizing your time, using sports as downtime, right? But what, what if there's a case where a guy needs a lot of downtime, like you said? Is, how, do you, how would you recommend? So there's a guy right now who, his, not his main focus, but a lot of his time is spent on sports, watching sports, playing. But he wants to cut down. He wants to increase the Torah percentage and, and have less downtime. What do you think uh, a way to, to do that is? So we have, uh, we have unbelievable abilities to... To direct the uh, the the abilities and and lack of abilities that we have, uh, similar to when somebody's working out, lifting weights, doing exercise. Uh, so somebody doesn't wake up one day and say they want to be a marathon runner. 
and then I mean, most people at least, uh, and then and then put on uh, the sneakers and then go run. Uh, go run a full 24-mile marathon. That doesn't happen on the first day, but if they decide that their ultimate goal is they want to be a runner, uh, so and this this could be part of the reason why sports is helpful because there are so many analogies that we can take out of sports uh, that are helpful for Avodah Hashem. So if somebody wants to be a runner, so you start, uh, you run down the block one day, and then two blocks, and then three blocks, and then four blocks. So if somebody feels for themselves... Uh, or they come to the conclusion in consult in consulting with uh, with their with their rebbe with their mentor uh, that that they need better time management and they could do more productive things with their time. Uh, so if we bite off too much at one shot, so uh, the chances that it's successful is very is very small. Uh, but if we are able to go step by step, uh, one step, another step, uh, to uh, uh, to chisel down a little bit how much time we are spending. Uh, on this uh, on this idea called sports, um, you know, and then see the whole thing's an experiment. How do I know that? Uh, how do I know that I need to knock off a hundred steps? Maybe my capabilities are only knocking off twenty five steps. The only way that I know is let's go step by step, and we'll push the uh, we'll push the bill. Um, okay, now I can handle it. Now I'm, I, I've accustomed myself to this less. Uh, let's go the next step. This less. Next step. This less. Uh, until the person finds his balance for. Uh, how much time is capable of of uh, focusing on on his objective in life, and then how much he allots to uh, how much he allots to sports? Nice. Um, I had a quick. Qu- I also had a question about um, sports, obviously, but um, sports on Shabbos. I know before yeshiva was a very big thing. Obviously, before yeshiva, not after. But uh, uh, before yeshiva, it was a big thing for me. Like sports on Shabbos is when I played the most. Like we'd school. So I was wondering. I know you're not really supposed to sweat. Is it? Is is it? You think it's okay to play sports on Shabbos, or would you say not? So, in terms of uh, the halachic perspective, uh, I guess for a final uh, halachic uh, decision. So we'll save that for the segment with Rivsiv. When he's going to talk about uh, about the halacha, my understanding is that there there is an issue um, with playing sports on Shabbos called uvda dechol. Uh, we don't want to turn Shabbos into the same thing that we're doing uh, that we're doing during the week. Um, you know, perhaps there is a little bit of room uh, to uh, uh, to say that if you know, depending where everybody's holding, uh, that maybe somebody needs you know maybe somebody's okay with with shooting around. Or uh, if they're playing basketball, or to to have a, a catch if they're playing baseball, whatever it might be, uh, maybe depending on who the person is and where they're where they're holding, that might be uh, there's room to say that it's appropriate. Um, I'll talk about Shabbos for a second, uh, as uh, perhaps as this is a, is is a target, is a, is a goal uh, for a place for us to reach, and we'll see uh, we'll see how sports uh, how sports fits into that. Uh, we have to understand what Shabbos is all about. Uh, I didn't. Uh, uh, as uh, in, in my home growing up, so Shabbos was always a big deal. I, I'm not going to pretend that uh, uh, that that behind my parents' back and when they, when people weren't looking, uh, that uh, that that I was Mechal Shabbos Baruch Hashem. Uh, I grew up before the time of cell phones, so the temptation of what what became known as half Shabbos, uh, I, di- I didn't really I didn't really have that. Um, and uh, and I'm very thankful to my parents that they educated us that uh, that there are things that we do on Shabbos and things that we don't do on Shabbos. Chil uh, Shabbos. Uh, so therefore, because my parents Chil Shabbos was never a huge urge 
uh, was a huge urge for me. But just because I wasn't being mechal Shabbos, it doesn't mean that I was celebrating Shabbos and, and the beauty of Shabbos. And I'm not sure, maybe while we're talking about it, maybe we'll be able to uh, to figure out what it was. Since COVID, uh, so my attitude about Shabbos is totally, totally different. What I'm about to say, I, I knew these words. Uh, I could recite these words before uh, before COVID as well, but there was something that happened on COVID that, that shifted my mindset uh, to to take Shabbos to to what we call a different a different level. Uh, the goal of Shabbos, as we say, atakidashta. If you ever want to know what the goal of anything in Avodas Hashem is, a good place to look is in davening, or not anything, but certainly how do we use our time or certain certain time moments uh, that uh, that might require some special focus. Uh, so let's say, for example, if you want to know what the point of Rosh Chodesh is, if you look at the davening, so you see in Musaf we say Roshecha Zaman Kapara, the Cholotosam. Rosh Chodesh is a time for, as a time for Kapara. So what's what's Shabbos? What's Shabbos really all about? One of the first things that we say when Shabbos comes in in Marev on Friday night, we say Ataki Tachlis Masi Shemayim Va'aretz. Whatever is happening on Shabbos, so this is the Tachlis Masi Shemayim Va'aretz. Hashem created the world for uh, for whatever Shabbos is supposed to be about. Okay, so what's you know, so what is so what is that? Hashem created the world for the purpose of, so that we have a day that we could rest, that we could escape from everything that's going on uh, from during the week? Or should it be that Hashem created Shabbos for some positive goal? Is there something that's supposed to happen? Uh, so I, I remember hearing a shir from Rav Pinka, Zechot Tzadok Levracha, that he described Shabbos kind of like the Yichud room, that when people, people get married, the first time that husband and wife are supposed to be together, in an intimate setting, is is is, is in the in the yichud room. So what's supposed to happen on Shabbos is supposed to be our yichud room, room with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Is that uh, is that now we have uh, we we we, t- we take the focus and and the level of relationship and the intimacy with Hashem to uh, to another level. Uh, I believe it's Rav Shlomo Kalbach who said that that explains also why we say Shalom Aleichem Malachi Asharis. We welcome the Malachim into the home. And then three lines later, which for some people is just seconds, but three lines later we're saying Tzitzchan Shalom. What kind of uh, what kind of host is that? We welcome the malachim into the house, uh, and then and then kick them out. Why are we kick them out so quickly? So I think he, I think Rav Shlomo Karbach explains because who are these malachim? They're the ones who are escorting Hashem Himself into our home because this is our time to be one on one with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, with no malacha. And, and no distractions and no phones, totally, uh, totally disconnected. Uh, so this is our chance to to discover what our relationship with Hashem really is all about. So we say to the Malachim, "Tzeischem l'shalom." We say, "Malachim, thank you very much for bringing the King of Kings into our home." And uh, and now, if you if it's okay with you, uh, or even if it's not okay with you, but we're excusing you to um, to, to let us be with uh, with Hashem with Hashem Himself. So. Uh, when it comes to, let's say, uh, as, you know, so when it comes to our relationship with Hashem, so it doesn't mean that sports has to be a big bad evil and a big bad negative. Um, but the question is, is that going to allow us to have uh, our focus and to develop our relationship with with Kuchibrichu? So if legitimately, and I'm not talking about in a high school way where like, oh yeah, this helps my relationship with Hashem when I play basketball every time I bounce the ball or put it, uh, you know, or, 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 or hit a layup, uh, especially left-handed. So then I realize the beauty of the creator of the world. No, but in a real way, if, 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 uh, uh, if there's something uh, that, uh, that's about the sports, I guess, that, uh, that will strengthen our relationship with Hashem, 
so then I guess that maybe that'll be allowed. Uh, we just have to ask ourselves a lot of questions. Uh, I think that if I was, uh, you know, when I was when I was with my wife in the Yichud room, if I would have pulled out a basketball and started, you know, what do you mean? It's just a layup. It's just a left-handed. It's just a dribble. You know, like there's nothing bad. You know, it's not like uh, I'm also paying attention to you at the same time. I probably, probably wouldn't, uh, probably wouldn't have gone so well. I recommend to everybody, in case that's what you're thinking, don't bring basketballs into the uh, don't bring basketballs into the yichud room. Um, so, so if we understand what Shabbos is, that Shabbos we're not running away. Shabbos we're not running away from things. We're not running away from malacha. We're not running away from sports. Like sports is a big bad evil. But just but but what we are doing on Shabbos is we're being proactive. I want to build, I want to focus on, I want to invest in uh, my relationship with Hashem. So, so maybe, maybe there are other things that we could find to do on Shabbos uh, that, uh, that might be more in line with, uh, you know, but if the options are that I'm just going to sleep for, you know, I'm going to sleep forever. I'm going to sleep all the hours of the afternoon away. So is there really a difference between uh, oversleeping and playing basketball? I'm not sure. Maybe not. Maybe not. But you know, let's not sleep, and let's you know, let's not oversleep. You know, Chas I don't want on the podcast. Uh, uh, you know, change the the Jewish religion and you know, in just one fell swoop. Let's not oversleep. You know, maybe let's not play basketball or football. You know, and, and let's let's find ways for us to use this time, which which is not long enough to use this time to be able to fall in love with uh, with Hashem. Mm-hmm. So, segueing a bit from from just watching or from playing in on Shabbos, many guys when they play, there's a few kinds of guys when they play basketball. Mm-hmm. There's the guys that get heated and there's the guys that, that keep their calm and keep their mitos from off the court on the court. What, what would you say if there was a guy who tends to get a bit tempered or a bit fired up, which can be a good thing, but he gets very into the game and he uh, sometimes lets, lets some words out of his mouth that he shouldn't have or he sometimes acts in a way that he wouldn't have otherwise. D- how does does that guy like? How can he improve to to be a better man on the court and off the court? And if he can't improve and he sees that it's just his bad mitos come out comes out when he play, should he just stop playing? Uh, so that guy was me uh, once upon a time. Uh, I had uh, I had uh, I had a lot of trouble. Um, I try to do everything that uh, I try to do everything that I can uh, in a uh, giving full passion to whatever whatever it might be uh, when we were playing. Try to um, how do they say it? Leave your heart out on the floor. Uh, try to try to put full effort, especially for the teammates. You're playing with uh, you're playing with other teammates. Everybody's relying on each other. You don't want a teammate who's only uh, giving a half an effort. And when we're so involved, so a lot of time that passion spills over. Um, so I remember a real turning point for myself. Was uh, there was a game on the NCSY Summer Colo, uh, which has a very competitive basketball league, and uh, this is many many years ago, and um, and uh, it, was, it was the last game of the season, and this was going to be the difference between whether we made the playoffs or, or didn't or, or didn't make the playoffs, and and the ref totally blew the call. I won't get into specifics in case uh, in case the ref ever listens to this and he's and, and then starts recalling like, "Oh, wait a second, this story is about me." Uh, but the ref totally blew the call. It wasn't one of these that was even close. It wasn't one of these like because I was in the game and I wanted to win, you know, that I might be biased. No, I'm positive. He he blew the call period. And uh I didn't want to be not nice about it totally. 
Uh, but at the same time, I wanted to let him know uh, that uh, that I wasn't happy with uh, with the way that that call went. This guy was a friend of mine uh, at the time. Uh, so I went to fetch the ball uh, out of the corner, and uh, when when the ref came to get the ball uh, for the next uh, check-in, so I I underhanded it so it wouldn't be obvious, but I, I underhanded it with uh, uh, with a little bit too much zip, and uh, I mean on purpose, and uh, I didn't get teed up. Worse, you know, worse than getting teed up, uh, it it rocked our friendship and. Uh, and uh, and he didn't he didn't speak to me rightfully so he didn't speak to me for uh, for quite a while after that and uh, that was a turning point because I realized like wait a second uh, you know this was the, the the following is is something that I realized about sports uh, uh, that really uh, put into perspective how much time we should be spending on it but uh, this was the this was really the beginning uh, I said to myself uh, as a human being now how do I want to be defined. Um, you know this uh, this 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 game, and whether we make the playoffs. Uh, so how how long is that going to stay with us? Life's going to go on. You know we're not we're not even we're not even talking about the NBA. It was NCSY Colel again, which is important basketball. Uh, but um, but is it worth? Uh, you know, zipping the ball and wasn't even going to change the call anyway. So I was expressing my uh, my frustration at the call. Uh, was that worth? Was that worth the friendship? And uh, and then. Uh, obviously not, uh, and then I then I had to take into perspective for a second. So, like, what about everything else in my life when it comes uh, more sports? Uh, when it comes that you know, let's say how I use my time, or uh, um, again, or how I want how I, how I wanted to play the game, how I wanted to be defined. Um, do I want to be that guy that's winning? Do I want to be the one who's winning the championship? And and I, you know, I've won my share of championships also, so maybe that helped out a little bit. Um, is that a T four? Yeah, how does that uh, how does that go? Uh, but um, you know, do I do I do I want to be identified? Uh, is this the most important thing for me to be a champion? You know, or is the most important thing to me? Uh, I hope he doesn't mind me saying on a podcast. Uh, Rabbi Gary Beitler uh, told me this point. Uh, do I want to be the guy that when when the refs, especially the the non Jewish refs uh, in the in the yeshiva league, when they're talking about me? Uh, do I want them to say about me? Oh, that guy—he's a mensch. And uh, you know, would I rather them say like he's? Would, would I rather them say about me? Now, not that the two can't go together; they can go together. But but uh, in case they ever conflict, you can be a, a champion and a great ball player and a mensch at the same time. You can do that, uh, but the mensch has to be the mensch has to be first. And um, and and you know, from from that uh, unfortunate scenario, uh, so I, I learned to. Uh, to curb my mouth, uh, especially to the refs. The refs are human beings too. Um, I remember, uh, I remember Rabbi Beitler told us a funny story. Uh, he said that, uh, like, why are you yelling at the refs? Like, every time I blew a layup, the ref doesn't come over to me and get in my face and say, "You really stink." That was the worst layup I've ever seen. Um, and uh, I guess he he had a huge uh, huge impact. He's uh, um, on the court and off, and off the court. He's a huge uh, huge mensch. He knows how to play play the game in the right way, like an Eved Hashem. Uh, so how I how I spoke to the refs, how I spoke to teammates, and how I spoke how I spoke to opposing uh, to opposing uh, to the opposing team as well. Uh, we had uh, we had a scenario uh, when uh, when we were playing in the football league in Israel, the Yeshiva Football League. Uh, so I remember thinking also one time that there was a team that was uh, the, the the guy who was on the defensive line 
was uh, he was playing a little bit what we call playing dirty and taking cheap shots, you know, because the game was the most important thing to him. And I, I considered only because uh, like you know maybe we should you know maybe we, you know maybe we should change our game to play a similar game than him uh, to be intimidated. I don't know I don't I don't know what for, for what. Uh, but again, you know, we have to ask ourselves, what's, how do we want to be defined? What kind of person do I want? Do I want to be able to look in the mirror at night and uh, to say that, uh, yeah, I took a cheap shot on a guy, let alone, uh, let alone that, um, that when it comes to Yom Kippur, I'm not going to know who the guy is, and I'm not going to contact him on Erev Yom Kippur to ask Mechila, which, which is going to create a problem for, uh, for the whole Yom Kippur process. You know, but just even, even without that, just even looking in the mirror, uh, can I, you know, I, I wanted to, I wanted to look in the mirror and be able to say, uh, that uh, that I played like a man. I played like a you know wh- whether I, we won or not. But I w- we came out of the game um, with uh, with the reputation and uh, with the attitude and uh, and and playing the game in a way that we uh, that we would have been proud of and that Hashem hopefully would be proud of us uh, proud of us as well. Uh, so uh, if somebody takes the game so seriously, uh, there there's life uh, there's life after uh, there's life after the game. Uh, and, and the most important feature of life is can we look in the mirror and be proud of who of who we are and what we did? Uh, we have to put into perspective that it's just a game and it's 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 temporary. And there'll probably be other games and there'll probably be other championships and other opportunities. Uh, but the chance to make an opponent or a, and certainly a teammate and, and a referee the chance to make them feel great as human beings. Uh, I don't know if there's a greater champion than that. So if you are. Um you struggle with that like and I think I do actually struggle with someone like that but getting very heated if you if after the game you you were able to to um, say you know it's just a game even though I was very heated within the moment and I could I get a little intense if after the game you say you know it was just a game great game everyone you think it's okay to use some of that because I feel like using some of that passion you know is very like beneficial to my game like is it okay to use that and 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 say at the end you know it's it's a great game or, or I should or I, should I say like should I stop having that passion so to speak uh, we, we we need to have more passion in life about about everything we should do everything with passion and we should go I don't know they told me this word uh, full send uh, you know, it sounds like it sounds like we should go you know, with with with, with all our koach. Um, we should go full send on everything that we do. We should go full send in our relationships with our with our friends and our parents and our spouses and our children. Uh, we should go full send when it comes to davening. Don't do a half a job. We should do it authentically with our learning. Um, uh, we should go with our jobs, uh, with uh, with our chesed. Uh, with our role in the community, uh, helping out the shul, we should go full send with everything. And if you play ball, you should play ball with passion. That's really that's really great. Uh, the place where uh, the place where it might we where we might run into trouble is if that passion uh, then steps on somebody else's full send. Uh, if we're offending other people, um, it's very it's important to play hard, and it's totally possible. Uh, not just play hard. We should play our hardest. Uh, we should play our hardest all the time. But it's absolutely possible to play your hardest. But at the same time, play your hardest like a mensch, um, not not cheap shots. And then a guy in the other team falls down, so we offer him a hand. We say you're sorry. Um, you know, we foul somebody. You know, I'm really sorry. Are you okay? Um, you know, tell tell guys on your team, on the other team, great play. Tell the refs, great uh, great call. 
uh, the more the more proactive we are to have this on, in the forefront of our mind, so then it also starts taking over eventually um, the uh, the reflex the the reflex problems that we have. Like you know, sometimes you miss a shot, say something, or you know, or or, um, or a teammate uh, or a teammate blows an important play. Um, I remember in MTA we had a very important game, and a guy a guy made a made, made a costly error. Um, so it happens. Uh, I'm sure that as a teammate, I made a costly error uh, many times. It happens. Uh, so to make sure that uh, that the guy knows that uh, that our value of him as a human being is much better than than, than the value of him as a, as a as an athlete, and, and considering that mistake especially. Uh, to, to make him feel like a million bucks is plenty of opportunity to do that. So to answer your question, don't stop playing with passion. Play with passion. But let's be proactive in, 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 in making sure that everybody around us, uh, that, that they feel great and uh, uh, that, you know, that, that they know that I value them as a human being and that value is much greater than anything that could happen in the game. Yeah. Um, it, it's well known that back in your MTA days and your Sullivan days, maybe even your gross days a bit, that you uh, that you are quite the basketball star. What's what's one like your, the highlight of your career? One <laughs> play that you made, one 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 pass that you made to a teammate in the in the finals in the final buzzer beater. What's the the highlight of your basketball career? Wow, there's just so many of those. <laughs> um, can I start with the low light because yeah. that you know that's uh, it's cuter and it's a. Uh, uh, we didn't have when I was in elementary school. We didn't have organized uh, organized ball. Uh, we had the young Israel league, so I played a little bit of that, uh, but um, uh, but we never really played organized. So uh, my first time of organized ball was in MTA. Uh, we were playing Flatbush in our first game, and uh, I fouled out in in about a minute and a half, uh, five uh, five fouls. So much so that when the when the ref went over to the coach and said, "Are right, this guy fouled out?" So the ref was like, you know, "The coach." He like barely even turned around from talking to the to the guy that I replaced in the game from you know, from from coaching him and instructing him. Uh, it was so fast, but we came a long way uh, since then. I'm not sure that I would say star. Uh, I tried to I tried to do my role as as best that I could. Um, I uh, there's so many lessons uh, that uh, that I learned from so many people uh, along the uh, along the basketball way. Uh, I scored 12 points in Madison Square Garden once. Uh, that was uh, um, that was uh, that was pretty that was pretty neat. Although the floor of Madison Square Garden is not that great because the ice uh, from uh, from the from the Ranger games comes through the there are a lot of dead spots, uh, and it's also hard. Uh, you know, we were used to playing in gyms where the backboard is right up against the wall, and then in the garden, so the the backboard you know, there's seats behind, so the depth perception is a little bit uh, is a little bit um, a little bit tricky. Um, but um, uh, but I guess I would uh, you know from, from an athletic perspective I guess that would be uh, uh, maybe that would be the highlight I hope that I'm even remembering that right was it really twelve points uh, maybe twelve points was a different game and we played in Madison Square Garden you know also you know now they've all blended together yeah and then uh, uh, Anthony Mason came over to me and said great game That's you know that was. Uh, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty uh, that was pretty good. These guys are are blessed with size. Yeah, these, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. crazy. I remember thinking that Mark Jackson was uh, you know Mark Jackson's a point guard. How big can Mark Jackson be? 
you know, and then when we were in the locker room and you see these, you know, you see, you know, Mark Jackson's like, he's like, a, you know, he's a mountain of a guy compared to us Yeshiva League players. Uh, so uh, uh, that was great. I really have a lot of Akrasa Tov to a lot of people that uh, that enabled that uh, to happen. Those were those were great years. And uh, like I said, I developed a lot as a person from uh, from those teams, you know. But like like all those who are in Hall of Fame, I'll thank all my teammates. Couldn't have been anywhere without uh, nice. uh, without those uh, without those teammates. But what about from a from a fan viewer perspective? What was the highlight of your sp- sports career there? A sports viewing. Sports viewing as a fan. What's your team again? You Knicks guy. I am not a Knicks guy. Uh, I was I was always rooting. I was always rooting for the underdog. So when I started following sports in the early eighties, so the Knicks were decent. But the Nets were atrocious. You're not a Nets fan. So, oh, no. well, I try to be a fan of uh, of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Of course. Um, you know, when well, up till recently, when things were a little bit rocky with the franchise called the Nets. Uh, so I, I did, yeah, I well, did enjoy, uh, I did enjoy the, uh, I did enjoy when the Nets won. The Nets were, were horrible back then. The Mets were terrible. The Giants. Terrible, and and the worst of them all was the Devils. Uh, they were really atrocious. So, uh, so it turned out that those those are the teams that uh, uh, that I that I I guess enjoy uh, nowadays. If they would uh, if they would win, uh, if I had to pick a uh, a moment, there are a few. Can I say a few? Uh, who knows? Yes. Uh, I remember very well when the ball rolled through Bill Buckner's legs. Uh, that was a, that was a huge moment for uh, for people who liked the Mets. Uh, I remember, uh, and then of course Scott Norwood's Scott Norwood's missed field goal in the Super Bowl. Uh, that was a uh, that was a huge moment. Um, Howie Bromberg, if you ever listen to this, I remember watching that game with you. Uh, we were in your house. We were in his uh, we were in his house on Willie Avenue in Staten Island, and and Scott Norwood lined up to kick the uh, to kick the winning field goal. And uh, I think I believe they called timeout. Um, Marv Levy was the coach, the Bill coach. He called timeout to uh, um, uh, he called timeout to ice the kicker. And uh, and then we started. You know, this is uh, maybe next time we'll have this discussion. Uh, but we started saying brachos on anything we could get our hands on. You know, because we figured that if we if we did mitzvahs and we said Baruch Atah Hashem in this chos that uh, that Scott Norwood would miss. Uh, so then, you know, we'd be able to celebrate that the Giants won the Super Bowl. So we were saying Baruch Atah Hashem anything, Mizonos, Shahakal, you know, like you know, we opened up that art scroll, you know, the like after Shachras, the art scroll has all those brachos. We just found anything we could make a bracha on, and and sure enough, you know what happened? Wide right, you know, Scott Norwood missed the field goal, uh, and I wrote I wrote a letter uh, to the uh, to the Giants, and I said. Now I just want you to know, because you wouldn't know otherwise, that uh, that the reason why Scott Norwood missed the field goal is because we pleaded with with uh, the Boreu Manhig. We pleaded. I didn't write that, but we pleaded with the controller of the world uh, that Scott Norwood should miss, and we we prayed and we and we blessed, and he missed. So really, you know, really the win, you know, the win was on uh, was, was on our shoulders. And if you wanted to be really fair about it, I think we could settle at season tickets for next season, uh, next season Giants. That's unfair. Yeah. You get it? No, he didn't answer. Oh my god. Um, I wonder. I wonder how many other Jewish boys out there were saying <laughs> brachos there for the Scott Norwood. We all contributed uh, to uh, to make that happen. But that was uh, uh, that was certainly uh, that was certainly also a great moment. All right. 
Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you guys. Uh, we should uh, we should be zocha to uh, to be able to to use uh, all the all the inspiration and all the lessons that we could get from uh, from the competitive sports field uh, to be able to use those to uh, to enhance and to strengthen our the, the real ikar in life, which is our relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Amen. Hashem should bless you with many successful podcasts. Amen. Thank you, Rob. Thank you.